Welcome back to another episode of Unsolved South. I'm Michelle. And I'm Maddie. And we're your host. Maddie, you got anything new? Uh, yeah, I just had wisdom tooth surgery, so sorry if I'm not as animated as normal. Like, mouth hurts. <laughs> so, this story's probably going to be a little shorter since her mouth has been bothering her. And, um, and they want to do... The story that she's going to love, which is the one we're going to do next week. Oh, I'm so excited. Because I knew she would be excited and she wouldn't be able to talk. So <laughs> so we're going to do this one, which is important, but just not, um, I don't know what the word is. Is exciting to Matla? Because she loves this other story. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I don't even know what it is. And I'm excited. Okay. So. Uh, is that all you got? Yep, let's start it. That's all I got, too. Um, let's talk about Mrs. Carol Ann Batterman, so that you can picture her. At the time of this incident, she was just 19 years old. She's a white female, 5'5", 115 pounds, so she's pretty small. Um, she has long brown hair, brown eyes, freckles on her forehead and nose. She has a one-inch oval scar on the inside of her left wrist. Okay, oh, what's you that from? Me? I had no idea. It was mentioned in everything, but nobody mentioned how she a got it. A whole inch? That's, That's what it says. A one-inch oval on your scar. Wrist. I know. I thought that too, but I did not see where it had come from. So, I don't know, but I, I was interested also. So, Carol had been married for just two weeks at this point. At 18? Point. Yes. And she was married to 18-year-old Dennis Batterman. They had grown up together outside of Chicago in Westchester, Illinois, and they were obviously high school sweethearts. By all accounts, they were extremely happy, and she had even just got done mailing a letter to her parents a few days before telling them how well things were going and how happy they were. For the time being, they were living at the Crown Motel in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and it was in front of this motel where she was last seen around 3.35 p.m. on May 31st, 1958. She was dressed in her beige suit. She had her high heels on, carrying a matching white purse. And on her right hand, she wore her 1956 Proviso Township High School class ring with a little black stone in it. And on her left hand, she wore her wedding band. It had 13 stars and the phrase DB to CH 517-58 engraved on it. Oh, how cute. That was her initials. I know how it takes you a second. To... I got it that time. <laughs> cute. <laughs> her plan was to take the bus to meet her husband at the Naval Air Force Technical Training Center where he worked. And they were going to go together and check out an apartment in nearby Norman, Oklahoma. She never got on that bus and she was never seen or heard from again. This is broad daylight. Someone had to see something, right? Right. There was a witness that reported a guy in a gray truck, possibly a 1953 Ford. So it Brand was a, new? 
it was a fairly new truck, yes, at the time. The truck was parked at the curb near the bus stop, and Carol was seen standing at the truck's open door talking with the man. That's strange. The witness looked away for a few seconds, and when he looked back, both Carol and the truck were gone. No one actually saw Carol get into the truck, though. Authorities did not believe Carol intended to leave. She had left her makeup, her other jewelry, her luggage, clothes, and $100 in cash in the motel room. And the most money she would have had on her was about $35. The driver of the truck was described as a male in his 40s, thin build, about 6 foot tall, he was wearing khaki clothes and a western-style straw hat. As it's believed she was taken against her will, she is listed as missing and endangered. Dennis was never a suspect. He held out hope for years that she would come back to him and they would be able to just continue on in their marriage. Carol would be 83 years old now. Do you have thoughts or theories? That's it? That's it. That's all the information. Um, excuse me, that's a five-minute story. We can't do that. Well, we're, we got another one after this, but it's also very short, so. Okay. But, I was about to say, our listeners are going to be so mad at us. No, she couldn't have run off. I mean, she could have. You could get married young and then feel like, ooh, I made a mistake. I'm living in this hotel room. I'm away from my friends and family. Yeah, but they have plans to go tour an apartment. But maybe she decided she had made a mistake and was like, I got to go. And never talk to her family again? True story. So, the other option could have been that she was taken by the guy in the truck. Yeah. He, Maybe he could have said, hey, I'll drive you so you don't have to take the bus. And true. so she was like, all right, let's go. And then he took her and he, did something malicious. He didn't exactly take any steps to hide his identity, though. I mean, nobody knows who he is, but people saw him. Yeah, but did the police ever... I guess no. they never questioned him. They never found him. Did they so. investigate that truck? Yeah, they investigated because it was their only lead. So, but I'm just saying, if you were intending on taking somebody, would you not be a little more cognizant of witnesses and... Oh, for sure. Plus, and this might be stupid, but it was a fairly new truck. So, I don't know, because, I mean, I know anybody could be a kidnapper or a pervert or a crazy person, but don't you kind of tend to believe people that are kidnappers or, like, driving old vans or something, like... You'd like to believe that, but, you know, I mean, I just don't have a type. I know it's not true, but also just in my head, it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know, because the whole western outfit, the khaki clothes, the new truck, kind of feels like a farmer yeah, or something. And it is possible she was just talking to the guy, and the guy was like, you know, 
hey, have you seen my dog or something? And she was like, no, I haven't. And just so happened he drove off. At the moment. At the moment something else happened. or Yeah. At the moment her boyfriend got there or another psycho killer or, I mean. So another option is, what if the witness made up that whole story and he's the one that did it? That's a theory. Because it's pretty well known that a lot of times a perpetrator will try to insinuate themselves into an investigation. And what better way to do that than to become the star witness? Hmm. Very true. So, he comes up and he's like, Ooh, how can I get myself back into this? Guess what I saw? And then he makes up this whole story about the khaki pants man, which, okay, this is why this theory popped out to me. I know the door was open, but, okay, go ahead. Okay, I guess we're on the same wavelength. How does he know what pants he's wearing if the guy's sitting in the truck? Right, the door was open, but I assume the passenger door was open because, in my opinion, it would be very difficult to pull a grown woman into your driver's side of the truck and get her in and be able to drive right. off without creating too much commotion, right? Right. Because you've got to pull her across yourself, across the steering wheel. The gear shift is there. I mean, she could kick the steering wheel, kick the brake. She could kick the keys out of the ignition. Any number of things could happen. Yeah. However, from the passenger side, you just have to get her to lean in close enough that you can get your hand on her. Pull her in, drive off, the door will shut. Right. You There's not that much to that. So, in my theory, when she's standing at the door, it has to be the passenger's door, right? Right. So. Unless he is also standing outside the truck. He could have been. The witness did not say that. Yeah. He just said he was a man in a truck, so I assumed he literally meant in the truck. And I'm but, assuming, I mean, I guess that's a possibility. And I'm assuming they didn't investigate the lead witness. Well, I don't know if they would have or not. There was so little information about this. I really had to dig to find out what I found. I mean, I really had to dig. It was weird because it feels like there should have been more to it. She had a family. She had friends. She had just graduated high school. People yeah. knew her. This wasn't some lady that had disappeared. She got hooked on drugs and was having a major issue in her life and nobody had really heard from her or talked to her in years or anything. Right. That's not the case here. She was freshly married. She was, I mean... Her husband was in the Air Force. It just feels like there would have been a lot more talk about this. But I really had a hard time finding information. Off the wall theory. Go ahead. The husband got into something that he shouldn't have been. And the government took her. Maybe, but he was pretty young. Did he have time to get into something? No, not really. I don't think so. I mean, I said off the wall. I always question the government. <laughs> so, 
Off the wall for sure. So, I mean, anything's possible because I do question the government. So, um, on the government thing, I, working on another story, had had to search um, a method, most popular or least popular methods of suicide. Oh. And it struck me like along with some of the other searches I do in relation to this podcast, I'm like, the FBI agent that's, like, tracking my searches <laughs> is probably sitting here like, what is she up to? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I got some searches that are like... And plus, anytime I, I hear something on, like, TikTok or whatever that's off the wall, and I'm like, is that true? And then I'll go search that. And some of that stuff is like, I mean, you be on TikTok, you know. Some of that stuff is like, what is even happening here? Right. And then I've been following that case of that pilot that just jumped out of the plane. Yeah. And so every once in a while I pop up and search that too. And so, um, I don't know. I just feel like I have a really strange search history. And the FBI agent that's in charge of watching me is probably like, I just do not even know what to think about this one. In any case, if you have any information regarding the disappearance of Carol Ann Betterman, if your grandfather happened to drive a gray truck back in the day and was prone to wear straw hats and khaki pants, (laughs) maybe you know something, didn't even know you knew it. Yeah. Give the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office a call at 405-701-8888. Um, that is all on that one. Going back to that pilot, in case somebody hasn't heard, there was a story recently out of North Carolina? I think so. I believe yeah. it's North Carolina. Um, there was a, I've not fact-checked this part, but I heard he was actually, um, involved in training other pilots, but he may have just been a pilot himself, but on this flight, he was acting as a Mm co-pilot, and, um, he was actually landing the plane. They went in to do the landing, and he hit the runway very hard and damaged one of the wheels. So they pulled up because that's protocol in that instance. They pulled up. They circled about, got the wheel checked out. They were like, yeah, your landing gear's damaged. They decided to go to another airport. I haven't heard why, but my guess is because they were better able to handle an emergency landing. Mm-hmm. That's my theory, but I don't know. Anyway, they they are flying to another airport. The co-pilot, the one that tried to land the plane and had the hard landing, tells the pilot, he says, he keeps apologizing according to the pilot. And then he says, I need some air. And he got up and just walked out the back of the plane. This was a plane that they were using for um for parachuting. Yeah. So, and there were parachutes on the plane. 
And and also there was no reason to believe they wouldn't be able to make a landing. I mean, yeah, it was probably going to be rough, but planes do land with with a damaged right. wheel. So there was no real reason to believe they wouldn't be able to make a landing. There were parachutes. In any case, the pilot calls air traffic control and he's like, hey, my co-pilot um, jumped out of the plane. And they're like, excuse me? And he's like, he just walked out the back of the plane with no parachute. So this the skeptic in me, which Zane swears, I see um, shadiness everywhere. I don't know. That's a pretty shady story. My thing was, how did he know? If he's like, I'm, I'm going to get some air, and you have no reason to suspect he's about to dive out the plane, how do you know he didn't grab a parachute? Yeah. How do you know he didn't grab a parachute? Also, who opened the doors? Well, the co-pilot, because... Are you sure? I thought there's like a button you have to push, and then what, not the sensors go off? Well, it was a... A parachute and plane, so I believe you're able to just fly around with those doors open as long as you don't go too high. I, I mean, because guess. they they have the doors open or the back area open so people can just parachute out. Because yeah. you don't all just jump at once. It's like you jump and then give it some time and the next person jumps. So I don't know that that would have been the case. Like in a, a airliner or something... Yeah, I'm sure there's buttons and all kinds of stuff, but they fly at a much higher altitude also. In any case, the pilot says uh, the co-pilot jumped out of the plane and he doesn't have a parachute. Do, you, do I need to f- circle around or something so you can mark the spot? Do I need to do something? He was super, like, calm. That's like, I don't know how point. I would react, but yeah. I feel like I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. But this guy's like, do I need to circle back around or whatever? And they're like, the air traffic control is super confused. Like, I don't, I think the guy said it two or three times before they actually understood what he was saying. Yeah. And then they're like, "Uh, no, you're, you're good. And then they found the co-pilot in somebody's backyard. Jeez, can you imagine going out in your backyard and finding a smooshed body? Um, I saw on, it was on a TikTok, somebody said they lived in the area, and there was an alert that went out, and then everybody went out and checked their backyards. And I was like, I would not have gone out. I would have. No, not at first. I don't know, because I don't know how long it's going to take for the body to fall, and I do not want to body to fall on me. I need to make sure. I'd be peeking for sure. I don't know. Anyway, they said that everybody went out and checked their backyards and um and he was in somebody's yard. So and then the the pilot went on to make a safe landing. Okay, so go back to when they initially tried to land and bump too hard. The co pilot was yes. flying. Who made the initial report? Oh, we bumped too hard. Are we good to land? Did he do it? I'm honestly, I don't know that that is something I've heard. Because maybe, okay, here, I haven't heard the entire story. The most I've heard is just what you just told me. Um, But hear me out. Okay. Go on this wild goose hunt with me. Okay, 
So say they're having an argument. All right. And this pilot is trying to like harm the co-pilot. Okay. And the co-pilot's like, nah, dog, we gonna land now. And that's why he landed so bumpy. Because why would a trainer not know how to land a plane properly? Okay, so the trainer part, I have heard, but I have not double-checked to make sure that's correct. Gotcha. So he may not actually have been. He was pretty young. I think he was like 23 or something. So, he may not actually have been. It may have been misquoted, and he was in training. Oh, maybe. But, but it was my understanding that he had, he actually had his pilot's license, but was acting as co-pilot on this flight. Okay, so why is the co-pilot landing in the first place? Second, okay, so say he's... He's like, oh, no, dog, we're going to land now. Okay. So then he tries to land, and they bump real hard, and the other guy's like, no, we're going over there. And so then he pulls it back up, and then he makes the report, hey, hey, are we good to land? Just kidding. We're going to go to this other airport. Buy me some time. Then he throws him off the plane. I mean, that, I guess, is a theory. Doesn't, um, aren't the microphones open to air traffic control, though? Aren't they everything they say, or do they have to switch over, like, to air traffic control? Ah, good, good question. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I thought, um, the channel was open to air traffic control, and I thought everything was recorded in, in the cockpit, but that may be on bigger airlines. Oh. Yeah, because this was a small, like just parachute jumper plane, so that may not have been a thing. I'm not sure. We don't know enough about uh, airplanes. It wasn't really a story I intended to cover, but it's so interesting, right? And since I brought it up, and then somebody might be, "What plane? What are we talking about?" And I hate when somebody does that on Mm -hmm. the show. They like mention something like everybody knows, and then I'm like, "But." don't know and then i gotta go try to search it out for sure and you don't know when these people are listening to this so like that or where right because this could be months from now or because we have people listening from um different countries true so So, they might not know right so anyway i wanted to explain what i meant because um oh remind me later i'm going to tell you about a message that we got on our facebook from somebody that just randomly found us cool all right let's move on to the next story and then we'll discuss that and then i'll tell you this thing that happened to me today that i'm so annoyed about okay um, I decided to throw in another story because I knew this one would be kind of short because, like I said, no information. And this story also has zero information. It struck me ridiculous how little information was on this next story. And the information included was so weird that I was like, let me, let me put it out there. So, we're discussing Eric Lee Mason. He had a possible alias of Charles D. Edmonds. He was born November 11th, 1975. He is 5'11", 165 pounds, has brown hair, brown eyes, has scars on both his knees. 
this is the information that was on his NamUs page. He liked to drink and smoke pot. That was on his NamUs page? Yes. He liked Oh my to- God. Can you imagine like you go missing and then you're reading your missing person's case? And it's, he likes to drink his smoke pot. Yeah, okay, like, then. that's all you that's know about all. me. <laughs> like, I, I mean. All the things I've done with my life and all you care about is that I've drank his smoke pot before. Also, that he had ties to North Carolina and Louisiana. Hey, me too. He was <laughs> 20 years old at the time when he disappeared from Greenville, South Carolina on January 2nd, 1996. Okay. Okay. He was wearing a t-shirt that said Lake Lori Campground employee on the front of it. Where's that? There was um, a note on his name that he might have been taken against his will, and there was no explanation as to who said that, why they said that, what, what? made them believe that. Did Was there any... Did, was there a witness? Did anybody see him get take, taken against his will? There was just one of the lines that he might have been taken against his will. Then. So, Lake okay, Lori. but like. Go ahead. All, almost all missing people could have been taken against their will. I know. That's what was so weird about this was so little information and and the information itself was weird to me. Yeah. And so I was like, and I knew nobody else would cover him because you can't make a story out of it. There's, you know. Because, you I mean, what am I going to say? Oh, this guy was a 20-year-old that liked to drink and smoke pot. I, I mean, mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then what? And he disappeared, so he may or may not have been taken against his will. I mean, I'm not giving any new information here. Yeah. So, I knew nobody else would cover him. But I was like, that's sad. I want somebody to say something. So, okay. Going back, you asked where Lake Glory was. It's in New Jersey. I have no idea if he worked there or if he got the shirt some other way, borrowed it from somebody, got it from the Goodwill, homeless shelter, girlfriend, boyfriend. I do not know. And and I don't know that that even helps because they didn't even say he had ties to New Jersey. So did he? So we don't think that he worked there. We don't know. We do not know. So. I did find out something else interesting, though. Okay. When I was searching, I searched his alias just to check it out and see if they had been spotted, right? So, I found a 22-year-old with the exact same alias that went missing five months before Eric, but from Utah. Huh. Does he look like him? No. It's a different guy. It's a total different guy. Total different guy. Are you sure that it's a different guy and the guy's not just like... This guy's birthday was in June. Okay, we don't care about But listen, follow me. Just follow me. His birthday is June 23rd, 73. So he's two years older. He has blonde hair, blue eyes. Eric has brown hair, brown eyes. Okay. So he could have dyed his hair, but he couldn't dye his eyeballs. Cooler contacts. In the 90s? Yeah. I don't know if that was a thing. 
I don't recall. I don't recall that being a thing when I was a kid. Mm. I mean, I don't it could have been born. <laughs> could have been, but I don't recall that. It's definitely not the same dude, but this dude also had scars on his knees. Okay, but scars on your knees is pretty common, I'm sure. But well, the type of scars? Listen, I'm saying they were both Gen X, and man, we were rough. Yeah. So probably every Gen X and has he's a scars he likes to smoke pot and drink. He's probably a skateboarder, also. Maybe. I mean, and we don't know about the other guy. He was also a pot smoker and a drinker. <laughs> What's this guy's name is say? Do what? What does this guy's name is say? Does he have one? The other guy? Yeah. Oh no, that was the informational. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. He also had zero information. And no note that says he possibly is taken against his will? No. Okay. We don't know if he was taken against his will. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's possible. Yeah, I think so. Um, it. I'm also going to go out on a limb and say he was 22 in the 90s. He may have smoked pot. Yeah. So, I just thought it was weird that they had the same, he had the same name as, as the alias and disappeared five months beforehand. That, that was weird. Yeah. So, but if you have any information on Eric's disappearance, call the Greenville, South Carolina, the police department, not the police department, the Greenville, South Carolina police department at 864-215-3333. What if it is the same person? Are um, we sure about the dates they went missing? Yes. Okay. Well, so as sure out. as I can be off the nameless information. Hear me out. Okay. So the same, they're the same guy. Okay. He gets, um, I don't know. Something happens in his life and he's like, you know what? I want to go start over. It's the 22 year old guy because he went missing first. Okay. Okay. So then he's like, I'm going to create a whole new identity. I'm going to have a different birthday. I'm going to have a different name. Uh huh. I'm going to have a different everything. And I'm going to live here. And then he's like, you know what? This isn't as great as I thought it would be being 20 again. So I'm going to do it again. So you think he created yet another alias, but this time he didn't go missing. Um, I don't think I included the picture of the second guy in here. They're definitely not the same guy. There was a picture of him. They are not the same guy. Okay, until I see it, until Pixar didn't happen. All right, I'll look it up. And I'll put it in so that you can compare. It's definitely not the same guy. It's just a coincidence. Because me and our listeners, we think it's the same guy. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll look up his picture so I can put it with this one. Because I do have Eric's picture and I also have Carol Ann's picture. So, um, I'll find it and I'll give it to you with the show notes so that... You can do a split screen comparison or whatever, and it's not the same guy. It's just a weird coincidence that they disappeared the same time. Yeah. Same name, alias and name, and same having scars on their knees. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, and the one was in Utah, so it wasn't even one of our cases anyway, but I just thought... That's too weird not to talk about. Huh. So, that's all story-wise I have, unless you have 
some theory to add as to what had happened to Eric Lee Mason. No, I think it's the same guy. And he's just out here every two years, every six months, he's creating a new alias? Well, no, he only did it three times. Uh, or technically twice. He he was born this guy, and then he changed it, and then he was like, nah, man, I did that wrong, and then he changed it again. Well, because according to you, his second life would have been... Which would explain why he had the alias as the other guy. Maybe. But his second life would have been a guy that nobody knew anything about other than... Exactly why they didn't know anything about him. He just showed up one day and he's like, you know what? To be 20 again. <laughs> and then he's he's like, only 22. <laughs> Ow, that hurts. <laughs> so he just popped up and he's like, I'm creating a new life. Hey, want a joint or a beer? Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? This is not for me, dog. Yeah, five months of this is enough. I'm going yeah. back, but not back. Going right. I'm not sure how um, terrific that conclusion is, but it is It is a conclusion. It's probably more than anybody has talked about uh, Mr. Mason in years. So, that's so sad, isn't it? Yeah. So Can sad. you imagine? No, because y'all better know a little more about us. If we ever go missing, believe you, there will be a whole series of podcasts. Like, if one of us goes missing or if yeah. both of us do. What if we both go missing? Who's going to do the podcast? I don't know. Somebody needs... Somebody out there is going to step up. That's yeah. all I can tell you. Get it together, people. <sighs> Let me tell you this annoying thing that happened. This okay. has not got anything to do with anything, right? So, um... You know how you will buy flour and it'll have like those um, meal beetles in it? Yeah. And so then they get out in your cabinets and you got to like throw everything away or seal everything. Okay, so uh, like a month ago, I bought a thing of flour, opened it, had the spider webs in it like you see, threw it away, thinking that's that. No, it's not. Because then I find them in my pasta. So I go through and clean out all the cabinets, get rid of everything, right? Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, um, I'm going to buy all these containers. And we're going to store our dry goods in oh, these containers. I love that. Right? You're going to do the container storage thing. Yeah, but I didn't think it I'm through. I'm going to do it like that. I didn't think it through. It's expensive. No, it, it's not that. Uh, it was. But it's not that. It's just that the containers I got at first, like I was like just in, I need to get this done mode. Yeah. And um, because I did have some dry goods that were good and I didn't want to lose them. Yeah. So I'm like just in a let's get it done mode. And so I just grabbed whatever I could find, which were these square containers, which I didn't think through because you can only have one of the big ones in the cabinet. It's not like they'll stack. Oh, yeah. So, and they're not very pretty, but... Yeah, you need them case. to, like, you need to measure cabinets and, like, right. perfectly it's find a whole ones thing. that fit. It, yeah, now, I did thing. find some, like, for my chocolate chips and all that oh. are so cute. They are square, but they're smaller, 
and um, they've got like a clear handle on them, and you like pull the handle up, and the lid comes off, and then you put the lid on, push the handle down, that seals. Oh, I love that. They are so cute, and so I just split up all my chocolate. I do a lot of baking. They have some that you could like click the center, and it'll unseal it for you. And yeah, and click the center. That'll be easy. Okay, for your so kids a lot of do. the people that I live with are annoying. Yeah. And so, okay, so this is what happened. The other day I went in and somebody had been in the, in the chocolate chips. Oh, of course. Okay. That's not a major deal because I have a ton of chocolate chips. It's not a major deal. Okay. But they don't shut the container lid. That annoys me. That is annoying. Because um, I, I got rid of all the beetles now because I've done this container thing for it's been a couple weeks. But it's annoying because now my chocolate chips are getting stale. Plus, something could get in there. You yeah. know? It's it's annoying. It's not that hard. Put the Literally, you put the lid on and you push the handle down. Yeah. The end. That's all there is to it. But they don't do it. So, I like nut up and I'm like, just shut the containers, right? And so, then I go in and, um, like, there's another container and it's, like, cereal or something and it's open. And it's just not shut all the way. <laughs> and so, I, like, I nut up again. And I'm like, just shut the doggone containers, right? I ain't say doggone because I cuss at my kids, but they're grown. So, um, <laughs> uh, I've been really annoyed by this, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, today, I go in there. And I am going to make, um, I've been trying to work off a menu mm -hmm. for the last couple of weeks because um, I've been really stressed out. Yeah. And so, and I'm trying some medications and stuff like to get my hormones under control and just get my life straight. Yeah. And, um, but to make things easier on myself, I figure I'll work off of a menu and that way it won't be like, oh, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? And because I have to do dinner and I have to do Billy's lunch. Right. So I made a ham the other day. And so my plan was that day we did ham sandwiches. They were delicious. And then I would shred up the ham and make macaroni and cheese with the ham in it. Mm -hmm. Also delicious. So that's what we're having today. Made one to eat tonight, one to put in the freezer, right? Right. Okay. So this morning I'm like preparing to do this. I go into the cabinet, and my macaroni noodles are up there in one of the bigger containers. And then there's a small container, like, um, I don't know, it's bigger than a quart container of Rice Krispie cereal, right? Okay. So, I grab that container to get my pasta from behind it. No. And it's above my head, and the lid is not on it, and it dumps on me. It dumps in my <laughs> face. Hours. It dumped down my shirt. <laughs> it dumped on the counter. Like, I don't know how there were that many Rice Krispies in this <laughs> doggone container. It wasn't that big. It was three boxes worth of Rice Krispie <laughs> treats by the time it got done spilling. 
I had like an inch left in the bottom of the container. Oh, no. When I slapped it to the floor. Because when it hit me in the face, I hit it, apparently, which made it fly everywhere. <laughs> and then I guess I bobbled it a couple times. Melanie is standing there at the sink because she was about to do dishes. Or I don't even know what she was doing. And she's standing there staring. She's got the biggest eyes. And she's like... <laughs> she goes, oh no. <laughs> Just like that. Like, that's the amount of emotion she had. She was like, oh no. <laughs> she did it on purpose. And, yeah. and so they're in my bra. <laughs> Thank God my pants were tight because I'd have been. I'd have been Everywhere, <laughs> but it's dumped in my bra. It's up. it's in my eyes. It's up my nose. <laughs> and so, like I said, I bobbled it apparently, and so it was just spraying everywhere. And they were multiplying as they they were like <laughs> party time. They're multiplying. I slapped the container to the to the counter. It's got like an inch, maybe two inches left in it. Not much at all. There's 12 boxes of Rice Krispie Treats across my kitchen. <laughs> the dogs are standing back like, oh, no, we're not getting involved in this. Because <laughs> I almost had a stroke right there on the spot. I was like, I was so pissed, but also <laughs> I was like, Rice Krispies feel like fiberglass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had fiberglass on you, but, like, it stabs you, but you can't see it, but you feel it stabbing you. What? Yeah, and the Rice Krispies are like that on your skin. I don't know if you know this, but it's true. That. And so I'm, like, trying to dust it off. It feels like they're in my, like, fat neck, and they're, like, stabbing <laughs> me in my fat neck, and I'm, like... I'm trying to dust it off. I'm trying to dust them out of my face. They're probably in my hair. I don't know. Melanie is just standing there stunned with, like, her big eyes. Like, and that's all she said was, oh, no. <laughs> and then she, like, goes to get a broom. And I'm like, uh, get it off the counters and go feed it to the chickens. <laughs> but um, the dogs are like, they're not having a part of it. Anyway, I was so mad. I was like, I told Kayla, I'm like, I feel like it was you. I don't know why she would have been in the Rice Krispie Treats, though. Mm. But I know that that lid was on it when I put it in there. So somebody was, right? Yeah. Unless your lids just keep popping off. No. This is a different kind of lid. This is just like a Tupperware lid. It's not. I guess it could have popped off. I don't know. Because I was like... I promise you, if I catch you leaving a lid off of something, I'm kneecapping you. <laughs> and uh, she's like, okay. And I'm like, and then everywhere you step, like I'm wearing my um my my slides. <laughs> and they're in my shoes. <laughs> they're between my toes. They're crunching not only under my feet, but in my shoe, between my <laughs> foot and my shoe. Like, it was terrible. And, uh... 
And Melanie, like, she swept it off the counter into a bowl, and then she left to go feed it. Like, normally, she just said, Kayla, run this to the chicken. Yeah. But she was like, no, let me go do this. <laughs> and so, I'm out of here. Yeah, and so she ran out to feed them to the chicken. The dogs thought Small went into the other room. The baby's just bouncing around in his little doodad, not paying any kind of attention. <laughs> and, uh... Kayla's, like, standing there in the doorway, just, like, staring. So, I, like, sweep it up, but then I, I'm, like, I gotta go de-crispy myself. De-crispy. And so, I, they, they wound up cleaning it up. I started, but they wound up cleaning it up somewhat. I, it, there's still Rice Krispies all over. Like, everything you touch now has... I must have hit that thing, and it just went off like a sprinkler, like everywhere anyway i'm super annoyed and i'm super itchy i feel like they're still on me even though i've like cleaned <laughs> up and stuff i feel like they're still on me yeah i feel like i'm gonna take off my bra tonight and it'll be like a bowl of cereal <laughs> <laughs> I just... midnight snack yeah. yes. <laughs> so i'm just um anyway i was super annoyed so i wouldn't recommend that type of you're, you're gonna be finding Rice Krispies in your house. I probably am. It's gonna be like glitter. No, you remember that time? Okay, so um, when me and Angel were little, we went and stayed with Grandma, and Angel and Chris were there, and Chris was like shooting a BB gun at us, and um, yeah, this is like a crazy story. So then we had the bright idea that eventually he was gonna run out of BBs. Mm -hmm. So we took his um, container of BBs out of his room. <laughs> Because <laughs> he couldn't refill once he ran out. So he took his container of BBs out of his room. And then we're all like, I think it was Angel. She was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and I said, nothing because we have his BBs. And I like had him in my hand and I kind of like did like a sassy like flick. And um, I flipped him upside down and the lid apparently wasn't on. <laughs> BBs went everywhere in my grandma's house and we like cleaned for hours trying to get all these BBs up. And then when she got home, she was like, why are there BBs everywhere? Because apparently like, we didn't get them all up. And so then we were under the table crying and picking up little BBs. And I swear to you, to this day, every time they sweep, there are still BBs there. If you ask Adam right now, well, I guess that house burnt down. More BBs. There's no more BBs because they're all burnt. But before the house burnt down, they would sweep and find little green BBs everywhere. Now you're a suspect in the fire because it looks like you burned down the house to keep from finding BBs. <laughs> Oh, they found BBs for years. Like, we would go over and, like, be cleaning stuff and BBs. And we're like, oh, my God, why are there still BBs? Yeah, that's how the rice crispies are going to be. They don't everywhere. Because <laughs> there was 47 boxes of rice crispies mm. dumped in my kitchen this morning. So, you had a story to tell us. Oh, I just wanted to shout out Miss D. Ann Belvins from Arkansas. She commented on our Joan Gay Croft story and said, I just found y'all and I'm loving it. I think the GT theory is very plausible. Don't remember what that is. Um, I believe it was the kidnapper woman, but I can't think of her name. 
remember I, t I said that there was a woman that was working in the area. Oh, yeah. That was kidnapping kids. And I think it might have been that. I had to go double check. She but. said that's her favorite theory. Um, But keep up the great work. So Yay. thank you, Miss Deanne. And thank we you. are appreciate that you found us. And we're so excited. Arkansas. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah. And we have a few that are out of the country. So, um. The app tells us. And we love hearing from y'all. Oh, yeah. yes. We love when y'all comment. We love when y'all message us. You can email us. You can comment on our Facebook group and, like, tell us your theories. And we love to hear that stuff. Yes. Makes us feel good. Yes, it does. All right. So, um, if you can, like, rate and review us. And this week, you're probably going to want to share us with your uncle. Oh, yeah. So, if you ain't got nothing else, we'll talk to you next week. All Bye. right. Bye.